Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the greatest show on dirt. Today's Sunday. Ooh, Sunday it is. Sunday, August 19th, I think, 2018. Um, we're talking a little bit of baseball today, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, this episode of The Greatest Show on Dirt is brought to you by Chard Urban Woodworks out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They are all in on your custom wood needs. He specializes in charred wood, which is like this super, super rad technique that I believe brings out like all these wild patterns in the wood and just gives you like an overall uh, pretty wild look. Um, it's not just like your average everyday wood table from Target. This stuff is the real deal. It's heavy duty. The table I've got in my office is seven feet long by 18 inches deep, and it weighs literally this chunk of wood. It's like 150, 200 pounds. It's a monster piece, and it helps us bring to you obnoxious baseball takes. So thank you. That is Fernie Mikado that runs that show. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is at chard.nc, so that's C-H-A-R-D dot N-C. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Chard Urban Woodworks. That is C-H-A-R-D Urban Woodworks. You can find them. Get some quotes. Get some wood for your office. If you want to have a baseball podcast or just a cooler looking house, he is your guy. Handy as can be. And he's also a Red Sox fan. So if um, you're not a Red Sox fan, which is probably pretty popular not to be a Red Sox fan right now because they're beating every team in Major League Baseball. I just try not to like really hold that against him because he does really good work, even though the team he likes might not be the team you like. Um, so yeah, that's what's up. So we've got to talk some baseball, right? I think what we're going to do is like there are a couple really surprising teams in Major League Baseball right now. The Oakland Athletics, right? There's not a team more surprising. Oh, I got a text message. There's not a team more surprising than... The Oakland Athletics right now. So the things they've done are nuts. Right now, they're tied in the AL West with the Houston Astros, right? So, I mean, that's pretty wild because the Oakland Athletics right now, statistically speaking, the Oakland Athletics are as good as the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros with that plus like 200 run differential, yeah, the small market Oakland Athletics, they are better, or they are just as good as the Houston Nationals. That's pretty wild. The other surprising team we're going to talk about is the St. Louis Cardinals. That hurts my heart more than anything to say that I have got to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals being a surprising team on the rise. They've won 9 out of 10. They're getting stellar outings from their starters. They got a guy named Harrison Bader who is quicker than a hiccup. And he's got about to back it up, and he has a he's got some primo salad on top of that head. The kid can play baseball. They got a lot of guys too. Um, That's so scary. I mean, I'm a Cubs fan. You understand? A good St. Louis Cardinals team should scare everybody though, because we know the Cardinals' mo: get good late and just go all the way. Yeah. Okay. Listen. So let's get into this whole Houston. Astros, like Oakland Athletic shindig, right? So these teams are tied atop the AL West. The Houston Astros have made, excuse me, the Oakland Athletics. They've made some pretty big moves lately in the way of adding um, starting pitching and starting relievers, right? So Billy Bean, he can really do some things, right? So this team, and I've got some numbers in front of me, as early as I believe it was June 16th, this Oakland Athletics team, they were under 500, and they were 11 and a half 
games back from the lead. 11 and a half games back. Now, I'm going to put this into perspective for you a little bit. Let's. What are some other teams in Major League Baseball that are 11 and a half games back? Because if you're that far back, chances are like, you're kind of done, especially when it's already June. Maybe it's not really going to happen for you and kind of like, I mean, there are teams that have come back from like huge deficits, but 11 and a half games back isn't anything to shake off. That's not four or five back, right? That's a ton. So look at this right now. The New York Yankees are 10 and a half back of the Boston Red Sox. It's pretty much a done deal in everyone's eyes that the Red Sox have won that division. The Minnesota Twins are 12 games back of the Cleveland Indians and have really never scared the Cleveland Indians because they've been that far back the whole entire season. The Los Angeles Angels right now, they're 12 back of the A's and Astros, right? So these are teams, like if I tell you about the Angels and the Twins and the New York Yankees, they're all out of contention of their division. Hell, even the Washington Nationals are seven games back at 62 and 62 in the NL East. You can pretty much put a fork in them with the way they're playing. Generally, when you're that far back, there aren't a lot of eyes on you. Not at all. Right? But then something happened. There's a shark in the water. And the Oakland Athletics have basically done their best Jaws impression. I'm talking ripping legs and bodies apart to like get to where they're at right now. Those sneaky boogers all of a sudden won 40 of their last 53 games. 40 and 13. I got news for you. Baseball teams don't go 40 and 13. That is a ooh, that is a 755 win percentage. Baseball teams just don't win 75% of their games. The Boston Red Sox are playing to a 771. They won, the Red Sox won 71% of their games. The Oakland Athletics in their last 53 games have won 75% of their games. This is a really good team, right? Now, you're probably sitting back because a lot of us, we don't watch a lot of Oakland Athletics games. They come on super late, so I'm going to try to inform you because I love watching the Oakland Athletics, right? Ray Fossey, one of their announcers, he's from my hometown. Yeah, when I went to Little League Baseball, I played at Ray Fossey Park. He was a catcher for the Oakland Athletics. And if you don't really give a crap about Oakland Athletics Baseball and you just want to shut this podcast off and click to the next one, so be it. But do yourself a favor. If you love good baseball and you love to listen to good baseball, the announcers that the Oakland Athletics have on TV are some of the best in all of baseball. And in my eyes, that's what I would like to see announcers to become is what they do. There's never an awkward silence, which if you've watched a pretty decent amount of baseball, sometimes it feels like you're watching paint dry and it feels a little awkward because they don't really have much to say. Not these guys, right? Ray Fossey's a damn good announcer. They've got a second announcer in there, and his name, Glenn Kuyper. Glenn Kuyper is a real good announcer. Then they got a third guy, and that is him of the perfect game, Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden's a barstool guy. One might think that Dallas Braden is unbelievably obnoxious, and you want nothing to do with him. The dude knows baseball. Those three guys, they're, 
they call a baseball game like a good football announcer calls a football game, right? Because everyone really is of the opinion that baseball games are pretty boring on TV. And a lot of it is to do with the announcers. But those three guys call a baseball game like a really good broadcaster is calling a football game in the sense of you're getting all of this analysis during the game. And it's not the nerdy ringer analysis. It's the breakdown of what's happening, what's going to happen in normal people's terms, and it makes the game good. If you don't care about the athletics but you love baseball, watch it. Watching the Oakland Athletics, it's like watching a really good movie. It's phenomenal. I love it. Please tune in. Now let's get into this. What makes these Oakland Athletics so good, right? Well, they have got a guy, a third baseman, who leads all of baseball in defensive runs saved. What that means is he's got a glove on him, buddy, and none shall pass. He is like a beast that you've got to go through in the middle of a bridge to, like, rescue the princess. But in this story, oh, there's no storybook ending. You die, and you don't get past him, and it's game over. Matt Chapman has a 6.6 war. That is wins above replacement. If you compare Matt Chapman to your everyday third baseman, he's going to help your team win damn near seven games more than the average Joe, i.e., that means he's phenomenal. The best third baseman in all of baseball is what that number tells you. Top of that, guess what, buddy? The guy can swing about. He's got 16 jacks on the year. His overall player value, it's like fifth best in baseball. He doesn't mess around. He's got, here's what I found that was interesting, right? Okay, so Matt Chapman has a 6.6 wins above replacement. That's better than your MVP candidates for the National League. It's better than all of them. It's better than Lorenzo Cain. It's better than Javi Baez. And it's better than the hotter than hotter than the hottest salsa you've ever had, Matt Carpenter. The kid don't mess around. He is a wild dude. He's swinging to an 862 OPS, which is a number that's going to tell us how hard he hits the ball and how often he gets on base. He does it all. You've also got a guy named Chris Davis. Chris with a K, not to be confused with the guy in Baltimore. Chris Davis with a C that bats about 110. Uh, Chris Davis is on his way to hitting his third 40 home run season in a row. Guy's got power. He's looking real, real good. You've also, one of my favorites on this team, Stephen Piscotty. His mother passed early in the year. Stephen Piscotty's numbers didn't look so good during that whole situation. Now, I say this because Stephen Piscotty continued to play baseball while his mom was sick. Stephen Piscotty did that probably because his mom wanted him to. His mom didn't want him to stop playing. His mom was an avid baseball fan, an avid fan of his to the point when he was a kid, followed him everywhere to play baseball. Stephen Piscotty is truly one of the best baseball players you'll ever meet, non-statistically speaking. So if I'm looking for a player and I'm looking for something beyond the data, beyond the numbers, possibly an eye test, Right, These intangibles that a guy might bring to the clubhouse 
and might bring to the game. Steven Piscotti is in that Tim Tebow class of guys that numbers that might not look the prettiest, but bring a whole lot to the table. Now, Piscotti's numbers have really rebounded, and he's got about 15 homers on the year. He's an above-average hitter, and he, he's, he's a great guy to have in a clubhouse, and that's going to do a ton. He's had a lot of key hits this season, and it's definitely one of the reasons why this Oakland Athletics team has won 40 of their last 53 games. Hands down. Gotta love Steven Piscotti in that clubhouse. Plus, since he was he came from the St. Louis Cardinals, I know the Cardinals just built studs. So he came from a really good system, and Steven Piscotti also came from a really good family. You've got to love him in the clubhouse. The lefty Matt Olson had a walk-off home run. In game one of the Houston Astros series, he bats leadoff a lot of times. Good lefty. He's got some pop in the bat, 100%, no doubt. They've got a really good utility guy, Ramon Laureano. He scored a heller run from, I believe, second base in game one of the current Houston Astros four-game set. Ran all the way from first. He's got wheels, so he's like a Dave Roberts type utility player. He's got wheels. He can come in as a defensive replacement. He can come in as a pinch runner and somehow find his way to home plate. Also, Ramon Laureano, if you saw the play of the Oakland Athletic throwing, launching a Uncle Rico missile from the warning track, I can throw a pigskin a quarter mile. That was Ramon Laureano. He's got a really good arm. He threw a ball from the track completely over the cutoff, man, and threw a guy out at home. Kid, don't mess around. He's good. Team top to bottom, right? There aren't going to be guys on this team that you're going to look at and say, holy crap, the Oakland Athletics, they've got this guy. They're really damn good. No. Collectively, the Oakland Athletics have put together a damn team. Look at this right now. All of Major League Baseball, the Oakland Athletics are sixth in home runs. They're fourth in OPS plus, which is a park-adjusted number that tells us how hard the Oakland Athletics hit the baseball, how often they get on base. They're fourth-best team in all Major League Baseball. They're eighth in runs per game. Pretty damn good. They're third in doubles, right? Sixth in home runs, third in doubles. They don't just hit singles, kid. They don't just get on base. They get on a lot of bases. 100% absolutely. Crazy deal. Here's, so, right, Oakland Athletics. Here's one of the more interesting things about Oakland. It's their pitching staff. Everyone knows Sean Manaya. That's the kid. Sean Manaya is a lefty for the Oakland Athletics. That's the kid who no-hit the Red Sox at the beginning of the year. He did so because he's a good pitcher. He doesn't throw for heat. He's more of, he's, he's a pitcher and not a thrower. He's a smart pitcher. He doesn't rely on 95-96. He's a good lefty. And the Red Sox weren't really good at left-handed pitching. Nonetheless, if you throw a no-hitter against the Red Sox, I don't give a crap what the data says. You're real good, right? Sean Manaya's eaten up, I think, about 140 innings this year. Low to mid-threes ERA. Real good, reliable pitcher. He's doing good, right? So that's the pitcher you would probably know on the Oakland Athletics. You've heard the name because he pitched a no-hitter against the Red Sox, who might be the best team ever. They might win more games than any baseball team has ever. Pretty damn big deal. Okay, <laughs> listen. They got a guy named Trevor Cahill, who's another starter on the Oakland Athletics. Trevor Cahill was a bullpen guy for the Cubs 
that the Cubs just sent packing. Didn't need him anymore. Oh, Trevor Cahill pitched seven-plus shutout innings just the other day against the Houston Astros. If I can get you this number quick enough, I I think it was just like game one of this series. Hold on. Let's look at this real quick. Stay on the line with me. I'm not going to pause us. Trevor Cahill's 30 years old. At one point, he was a budding ace, okay? He's pitching to a 312 ERA over 86 innings. Pretty good chunk of change. 130 ERA plus. He's 30% better than your average pitcher. He's got a whip of about one, which means when you factor in walks and hits, one guy gets on base per inning against Trevor Cahill. Pretty good guy. Keeps a low earned run average because guys don't get on base against him. Let's hit up game logs for my boy Trevor Cahill here, who's a huge surprise. Missed a little bit of the year, I think. Maybe had his shoulder was bugging him or something. Check this out. On August 18th, two days ago, one day ago, something like that. I don't know what today is. He went seven innings and pitched a one-hitter against the world champion Houston Astros. Walked one guy and allowed one hit. Through right at 100 pitches, 62 were strikes. Trevor Cahill is quite the surprise for these guys. But it doesn't end at Trevor Cahill. Edwin Jackson, my man. Edwin Jackson right now has started 10 games this season. All for the Oakland Athletics. He's had one bad start out of 10. This one bad start was like four and a third of like four runs. His other nine starts are like five and two-thirds, six innings, maybe one seven inning in there, one two-run ball. That's just all That's just all Edwin Jackson does It just goes out and gives you good starts. And one out of ten times, he might be bad. But Edwin Jackson, journeyman, played for like more baseball teams than anybody. I actually think Edwin Jackson is tied for playing for the most baseball teams. He's played for like 13 different teams, Edwin Jackson has. But he's, oh, just given the Oakland Athletics 59 innings pitched at a 258 ERA. And he as well only allows one guy on base per inning through the hit or the walk, one guy on base per inning. And so that's going to tell us this. If he gives up a home run, there's not likely to be a guy on base. He's going to keep a low pitch count because he's not walking a lot of guys. And he's not going to give up a lot of runs because the guys aren't getting on base. You know, not giving up multiple run home runs. It's a pretty big deal. As a matter of fact, if you look at Sean Manaya, Trevor Cahill, Edwin Jackson, they all just about on them. One guy on base per inning. That's what they allow. That's huge. On top of this, the relievers, right? Oakland's got three different relievers. Four if you count the newly acquired Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly only has about 35 innings pitched on the year. But the Oakland Athletics have Blake Trinan, Yusmero Petit, and Lou Trevino. All three of those guys have pitched 59 innings or more and all only allow one guy on base per inning. The team in itself, if you don't count Fernando Rodney, who's their new addition, Let's count Fernando. Fernando counts. Counting 
Fernando Rodney, the Oakland Athletics have five pitchers who have pitched 49 innings or more that have a sub 3.46 ERA. They've got five really productive relievers that are workhorses that won't go out and crap the bed. Right, The wildest card in that whole situation is Fernando Rodney because he allows about 1.3 runners on per inning, which you can't have a third of a human unless you are Hannibal Lecter. Right, so when he goes out, there are oftentimes he'll allow a couple guys on base. He'll walk a few, but Fernando Rodney's 42 and still throws in like the mid to high 90s. You can't really complain about that. So what's really most exciting about this Oakland Athletics team and why you need to watch the Oakland Athletics play, even if they're not your favorite team, it's the story behind the Oakland Athletics. There are no superstars on the Oakland Athletics. There's not one guy that you're going to say, I know who that is, right? No, not at all. The Oakland Athletics have put together a team. That's it. They've put together a true team that has gotten together and worked as a team and worked together. So you don't have anyone that blows the charts off this thing, but you got a lot of good guys on this team that just do the job. End of story. They're playing exciting baseball, and it's such a blast to watch walk-off wins, pitching performances that you don't think can happen that do happen. It's your ultimate sports movie where you've got, you know, I guess like your um, your antagonist must be like the Houston Astros. Then you've got your good guy and the Oakland Athletics, and they start off really bad. It's like the longest yard or a little Giants. And now the Oakland Athletics, they're coming back, 40 of 53. All of a sudden, Adam Sandler comes out of the locker room and is ready to throw touchdowns. Or on Little Giants, where the girl thinks that she doesn't want to play football, but then she comes back and plays football, and the Little Giants win. This is the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics are Rookie of the Year, and Henry Rowan Gardner, they are on the up and coming. And right now, they are tied with what many people think to be the best team in all of baseball, who by many have been picked to win back-to-back World Series titles. Watch the Oakland Athletics. This is the greatest show on dirt. We'll take a quick two-second break, and we're going to line up some St. Louis Cardinals talk, who are another really surprising team in Major League Baseball, and we'll see what we got going on with it. Okay, now we're going to jump into the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals, to me, are like a nightmare, right? Let me, here's the best way I can explain to you the St. Louis Cardinals and how I think of the St. Louis Cardinals, right? So I've always been a Cubs fan my whole life. I grew up in Southern Illinois, which is only two hours from St. Louis, five hours from Chicago. But my grandpa and dad were Cubs fans, so I stayed a Cubs fan. But I have an older brother who's a Cardinals fan. So the whole time growing up, he, he never let up on me, right? Uh, he's a really relentless guy and won't let up. Like, I could be in the hospital with pneumonia, and if the Cardinals beat the Cubs, he'd text me the box score and be like, oh, by the way, your team lost while I'm on my deathbed, right? That'll be the guy for sure. Like, he'll unplug my life support so he could watch a Cardinals game on his iPhone. That would happen 100% of the time. He doesn't care. He's ruthless. He's a savage when it comes to Cardinals baseball, and he won't let me live it down. So when I was a kid, like six years old, my mom, 
she let me watch Poltergeist. You know the Poltergeist movie who's got the real scary guy. I think his name's Kane. And you see him in Poltergeist 2 where he's got like the hat, the real pale skin. He's just a real creepy guy. He comes to the house and then he steals Carol Ann and takes her to the other side. So my mom let me watch that when I was about six. It terrified me up until about five years ago. Horrified. Until I realized after 25 years that the guy's probably not going to come and take me to the other side. Right? I'm safe where I'm at. Right? I am. But if I were to watch the movie tonight, I probably wouldn't sleep for a month. That's the St. Louis Cardinals to me. That's the St. Louis Cardinals to me right now. Listen. They fired their manager, Mike Matheny, five weeks ago. Now, if you're a fan of any other sport and you know that when a team fires their manager midseason, stuff's not good. Stuff is real bad, right? Like, you are up an unsanitary tributary without proper propulsion if your team fires their manager midseason. Cardinals did it, right? When that happened, being a Cubs fan, I myself, I'm like, <laughs> Cardinals are done, suckers. Like, they're losers, right? L7 weenie. That, my friend, did not happen. They got a bench coach named Mike Schilt. Since he's been doing the gig and oh, Mikey Matheny's been out, boy, the Cardinals are 21 and 10. The St. Louis Cardinals right now, if you look at their record, they are as good as as the Philadelphia Phillies, and are better than the Rockies and the Brewers, who were both, at the beginning of the season, thought to be real good postseason contenders, were the Brewers and the Rockies. The Cardinals are better than them right now. They're, they are. It's nuts. The Cardinals are in a wild card spot. They're in the second wild card spot. They're a half game behind Philly. That's how good the Cardinals are right now. I'm terrified. They won 10 out of 11. The Cardinals had... Since the All-Star break, two teams in all of Major League Baseball, out of every team that plays baseball post-All-Star break, two teams have 20 wins. That's it. Two teams. One of those teams is the Boston Red Sox. No crap. The Boston Red Sox win all the games they play. Guess who the other team in Major League Baseball post-All-Star break is with 20 wins? The St. Louis Cardinals. The monster from Poltergeist is back. And all the St. Louis Cardinals do, if you've watched baseball and had your heart broken by the St. Louis Cardinals, whether you're some sort of Giants fan a Rangers fan, or a fan of any Major League Baseball team, you've had your heart ripped out by the St. Louis Cardinals. They call them the Cardiac Cardinals because they'll fight you till the last minute. And if you've got the Cardinals in a headlock down to their last strike with no hope in the world, the St. Louis Cardinals will kill you. And that's the end of the story. And guess who's in the playoffs if the season ended today? You guessed it, the St. Louis Cardinals. If the Cardinals make the playoffs and you're any other team that's made the playoffs, you should be scared. If you're the Yankees, if you're the Red Sox, if you're the Astros, if you're the Athletics, if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Braves, you should be terrified. Your team will probably lose to the St. Louis Cardinals. That's just what they do. 
and I'm scared. Let me tell you why I'm scared. Since the St. Louis Cardinals have hit their stride and Matt Carpenter's been eating salsa that Adam Wainwright planted a garden in his yard and Matt's been making salsa out of the garden that Adam Wainwright planted in his yard because little did I know about Adam Wainwright is he likes to grow his own vegetables. He's a natural kind of guy. He loves organic stuff. Post-All-Star game, the Cardinals are seventh in all of baseball in OPS. They hit the ball hard and they get on base. They're third in doubles. They're sixth in home runs. They're second in taking walks. They're fourth in ERA. They're tenth in whip. That's good. They've got the seventh fewest home runs allowed by their pitchers. That's even better. Miles Michaelis, the guy they signed in the offseason for next to nothing from Jupiter, Florida, used to ride his bicycle down and watch Cardinal spring training games. The guy who they call the Lizard King, because when he was in the minor league system for the San Diego Padres, he bit the head off a live lizard, and it was recorded. You can YouTube it now. Miles Michaelis is 13-3 and with a 280 ERA, over 157 innings. He's really freaking good, and they call him the Lizard King because prior to this season, his claim to fame, other than pitching in Japan for a little bit when things didn't work out stateside, was biting a head off a live lizard. The lizard was not dead. The lizard was moving his tail as Miles Michaelis planted his molars into a live lizard and bit the head off. Your man was a really good pitcher. Paul DeYoung almost hit 30 home runs last year. He's an infielder for these guys. He's a shortstop. Apparently Harrison Bader, who we'll get into later, gave old Paulie boy a few tips on a swing. Now Paul's swinging the bat like he should. I'm terrified right now. Oh, don't get me started on Colton Wong. He maybe sucks at hitting a baseball, but he is a top-tier defender in all of baseball. And if you're a Cubs fan or a fan of winning baseball, you know that defense wins baseball games. And Colton Wong, he can play defense. He's got a baseball glove, probably a Rawlings, just like you would buy at Dick's Sporting Goods, but his somehow happens to be a steel trap because he's got great hand-eye coordination. He can catch a baseball really freaking good. Oh, wait, but it doesn't end there for the St. Louis Cardinals. Harrison Bader, apparently, physically speaking, as far as how fast this young man is, Harrison Bader fast, so fast that his sprint speed has been timed. Because in Major League Baseball, we have computers. Everyone knows in Major League Baseball, there are a lot of nerds in this shindig. Well, those nerds, they calculated old Harrison Bader's sprint speed time. The guy with the beautiful blonde salad, curly, mind you, just like myself, hangs out the back of that red cap. His sprint speed, it's just in the top 1% of all Major League Baseball players who happen to be phenomenal athletes in all the world. If you're a Major League Baseball player, you're a really good athlete. He's in the top 1% of fast runners amongst a group of really good athletes. That's crazy. Harrison Bader is better at any Major League Baseball player at making catches in the outfield that he shouldn't make. He leads all of Major League Baseball in defensive runs saved. 
defensive runs saved is not a ratio statistic like batting average. Defensive runs saved is a stat that you have to count. So it's not a ratio. It's a cumulative stat like home runs hit. Harrison Bader has more defensive runs saved than anyone in Major League Baseball. The number two guy has played 240 more innings than him. So to say that Harrison Bader catches more baseballs in the outfield than anyone in all of Major League Baseball that shouldn't be caught, nobody catches more balls that are uncatchable than Harrison Bader. To simply say that is an understatement. He does that at an exceedingly high level, more than any other human being that plays Major League Baseball. Harrison Bader is batting 400 in his last seven games. If you look at Harrison Bader's hits that aren't home runs, his nine home runs on the year, take those home runs out of his total hit total. He's got 64 hits that aren't home runs. 14 of those hits are extra bases, which is 22%, which almost means one out of every four hits that he gets They're extra base hits that aren't even home runs. So not counting as nine home runs, if Harrison Bader goes up to the plate and gets a hit and doesn't hit a home run, there's about a one in four chance that it's going to be extra bases. He's good. It's scary. They got another guy, Tyler O'Neill. My man Tyler O'Neill squats 600 pounds. His old man was Mr. Canada. Tyler O'Neill is yoked. He is mounds of muscle. His muscles have muscles. He's got those muscles above your shoulders, like those traps that look lumpy. He, his muscles have muscles. He's got traps, bro. They just bolt out of his shirt. His dad was Mr. Canada. Well, if you look at Tyler O'Neill, the apple didn't fall very far from the tree. Big apple fall hard. He is a big dude, Canadian dude, who also slugs 484 with an 822 OPS. And oh yeah, Tyler O'Neill is also batting 417 in his last seven games. So in the last seven games that Bader and Tyler O'Neill have played, they're basically Ted freaking Williams. And they're also both really good defenders. Tyler O'Neill's not Harrison Bader. Tyler O'Neill is much, he's an above average defender, 100%. Hey, I'll take famous tag teams for 200, please. Yes, who is the only tag team that's better than the Legion of Doom, Demolition, and Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty of the Rockers? Oh, ding, ding, ding. That would be Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill of the 2018 St. Louis Cardinals. You bet your ass the boys are good. But it doesn't even stop there. They got pitchers, right? We talked about Miles Michaelis, okay? Miles Michaelis is a good pitcher. Also on their roster... They've got a guy named Jack Flaherty, who just so happens to, one, probably be one of the better-looking guys in all of baseball. But two, he has a slider that kills. Jack Flaherty's slider is more disgusting than the sliders. They serve at White House. That blah, 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 blah. Now, that would have been so funny if I got it right. What I meant to say is Jack Flaherty's slider is more disgusting than the sliders you get from White Castle at 3 a.m. after a heavy night of binge drinking. It's disgusting. It makes Major League Baseball players rethink their whole career. Should I have played golf? No, you're a good hitter. Jack Flaherty's slider is just really, really good. It's destructive. So just cry it off because nobody can hit Jack Flaherty's slider. No, no. 
doesn't work like that. Other starters they've got on this list, they've got an up-and-coming guy, Daniel Ponce de Leon. He started a game this year. Oh, it just so happened to be the first game ever he'd started the major league level. Seven innings of no-hit ball. Daniel Ponce de Leon's so good. Luke Weaver, who's another pretty decent starter for the Cardinals, he's going to the bullpen because Daniel Ponce de Leon is really good. Then they have another guy who I think his name is John Gant. Oh, yeah, John Gant. Oh, he's just thrown 74 innings of 374 ERA. These are guys that are really good. Right now, Luke Weaver, who they just demoted to the bullpen, had a starting, had an ERA of 467. Other than that, they got Miles Michaelis, 280. Jack Flaherty, 305 ERA. Carlos Martinez, when he's not hurt, he's got a 341 ERA. Michael Waka, when he's not hurt, he's got a 320. John Gantz got a 374. Got guys in the bullpen. Bud Norris is saving games left and right. He's got a 3 ERA, 308. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks throws 105.1. Now, don't get that confused with your favorite rock and roll radio station. 105.1 is how fast a baseball leaves Jordan Hicks' hands. But the crazy thing about Jordan Hicks, he doesn't rely on a strikeout. He induces soft contact and ground balls. There's something good about that. Because guys in the postseason can get a beat on a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. So guys these days, they can hit 105. Good news about Jordan Hicks 105, guys don't hit it that hard. Jordan Hicks is really good at throwing 105. But I'll say this. It pains me to say it more than anything. But if the Cardinals make the postseason, Matt Carpenter should be the NL MVP. Matt Carpenter, he is an infielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's played a lot of first base. I believe he can play third. That's what what he does. Matt Carpenter these days, I think, is probably playing a lot of first base because from what I can tell, Jose Martinez has gotten less playing time because the Cardinals have so many good hitters. The Cardinals have so many good hitters. Jose Martinez has played a few less games than what he normally does. A little less playing time. Jose Martinez bats 308 with an 837 OPS. Jose Martinez is one of the better hitters on this team. But he sits on the bench sometimes because the Cardinals have so many good hitters. That's scary because Jose Martinez slugs 468, gets on base at a 369 clip, and has 127 OPS plus. It's a high end. Jose Martinez is on hitting the ball hard and getting on base. But Matt Carpenter... Listen now, Matt Carpenter was having a rough first month of the season. He was batting about 100. Not good stuff. Apparently, Adam Wainwright gave Matt Carpenter a gift. Went by his house, planted a garden, planted some peppers, some zucchinis, some squashes, all kinds of just real good things one would have in a garden. Matt Carpenter... He's like, I'm going to make some salsa out of the stuff that Adam Wainwright planted in my garden. And since he's been doing that, Matt Carpenter's done some things. Matt Carpenter has went from being an awful Major League Baseball player this year, at the beginning of it, to leading the National League in home runs, leading the National League in offensive war, now being slightly behind Freddie Freeman. Leading the National League 
being really top in the National League in slugging percentage. Mm, but mostly leading the league in home runs, leading the National League in home runs at 33 right now, and being a top-tier guy and hitting the ball hard, and being a top-tier guy and getting on base. He doesn't have a high on-base percentage, but his OPS is sixth in all of baseball right now. So a combination of him hitting the ball hard and just getting on base because he's getting hits puts him sixth in all of baseball. So what I'm going to do here, right, is I'm going to read to you some players that are hanging out with Matt Carpenter in some top offensive stats. Offensive war. Matt Carpenter, he's 10th in all of baseball, which means when compared to the average player, Matt Carpenter is a lot, lot better than your average player, so much that he's in the top 10 of most valuable offensive players in all of baseball, statistically speaking. You want to know the guys that are above him? Nolan Arenado, perennial MVP candidate every damn year. Freddie Freeman, MVP candidate of this year's Major League Baseball season. Alex Bregman, Mr. Ninth Inning Alex Bregman, who's got more clutch than your car that actually has a clutch. Alex Bregman's Michael Jordan clutch. Francisco Lindor, Manny Machado, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, Mike Trout. I just named nine guys that weren't Matt Carpenter that are phenomenal, that are at the top of their game in hitting a baseball, and Matt Carpenter's hanging out with them, right? On base plus slugging percentage, Matt Carpenter's sixth in all of baseball. The guys above him, Nolan Arenado, Jose Ramirez, J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts. That's the company that Matt Carpenter has. He's seventh in all of slugging in Major League Baseball. Guys that hit the ball really hard for power, for extra base hits, Matt Carpenter does it seventh best out of baseball. few guys that are above him, Nolan Arenado, Mike Trout, Jose Ramirez, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. He's in this group of guys. Matt Carpenter right now is playing amongst the top guys in all of baseball. If the Cardinals make the postseason, Matt Carpenter is the National League MVP, and there's not a question you can ask about it. Matt Carpenter is eating salsa before every game, and it's powering him like Popeye's spinach to hit the ball hard. Adam Wainwright plants him a garden. Matt Carpenter makes salsa out of the vegetables in the garden that Adam planted. And now Matt Carpenter has the power of the salsa to be the best offensive player in the National League and one of the best offensive players in all of baseball. A couple weeks ago, Matt Carpenter got hit in the hand with a pitch. As opposed to getting any sort of x-ray, he shook it off after the game. The trainer goes, Matt, are you okay? Matt, foregoing all modern-day technologies, says, yes, I'm fine, Let me prove it to you. He grabs a can of his homemade power salsa that runs the sweet, sweet spiciness through his veins as the most perform as the best performance enhancing drug, maybe even more powerful than the stuff Barry Bonds had made, minus the side effects of back acne and your head actually growing in size. Matt Carpenter, to prove his hand is healthy opens a can of salsa, and the trainer goes, you're good, 
No x-ray needed. Nothing. Nothing. You open the can of salsa, you're good. And then Matt Carpenter just continues to hit the baseball really good. And the Cardinals won't lose a game. The Cubs got problems. The whole National League has problems. Because the St. Louis Cardinals are just like that dude with nothing to lose. The manager's already been fired. There are a bunch of young kids on there. They traded Tommy Pham like two weeks ago, and they don't care. They got nothing to live for. They're just playing on borrowed time. We're just a bunch of kids trying to play baseball. There are no expectations for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mentally speaking, the Cardinals are in better shape than any team in all of baseball. Because when you're looking at a Major League Baseball team that doesn't have any expectations, i.e. a wild card team that sneaks in, i.e. the San Francisco Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals of teams past that have both been World Series champions through a wild card game, there's no pressure. There's no expectations. Do you know a few teams that have expectations? I do. The Astros, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the St. Louis Cardinals have none of that. Why are they playing so good? Mike Matheny's out of the picture. They've built a great clubhouse. They're playing pressure-free baseball. Lord help us all. You have just listened to The Greatest Show on Dirt. Thank you so much for listening. If you want a Greatest Show on Dirt sticker and you haven't got it yet, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, on Google Play. Leave us a review. Take a screenshot of that review. Send it to us through a direct message. Slide into our DMs. I'll mail you a sticker, and you can put it on your laptop. You can put it on that dent on your car when you backed into that mailbox, even though your car has a backup camera and you're a crappy driver. Let me send you a couple stickers. Cover those blemishes up. No need to go to a body shop. The greatest show on dirt. The coolest stickers in the world. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Quentin. Q-Dog. Y'all be good. Take care.